Hey, it's Chris Decker from Metro Pizza. Hey, this is Valerie Stunning with Paradise City Creamery. Hi, this is Jolie Menina. I'm the founder of SecretBurger.com, and we are listening to Two Sharp Chefs. Hello, and thanks for joining us. Two Sharp Chefs and a microphone here. I'm Lorraine Moss, chef and journalist. And I'm Louis Victor, chef and professional food photographer. We started this podcast in memory of one of the best food culture ambassadors of all time, Anthony Bourdain. In his memory, we wanted to do the right thing and build a better sense of community among cooks, chefs, restaurant workers, and food lovers here in Las Vegas and worldwide. Hey, Louis, what's going on? What's going on with you, love? Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> I'm on the... Sort of like, well, not at the beach, but I'm at Coronado Island looking over at Gaslamp Porter over here in San Diego on my vacation. San Diego. So awesome. I see water, water that oh, we don't really have right immediately available here in Las Vegas. So you look like you have uh, animal loving panties on your face, yeah, but man. it's your it's your safety mask. Yeah. <laughs> so for pandemic provisions, pandemic provisions. Uh, we're not talking about food today. We're talking about masks and obvi reasons, but apparently not obvi to everybody. Uh, it's super important to wear a mask right now uh, for the safety of others, especially. Uh, I think the worst excuse that there is is like it's uncomfortable or how about this? I'm not afraid of getting it. That's not really the issue. Yeah. It's not about you. It's about the other people that you're protecting by wearing a mask. Um, and Louie, like we've gotten so many, we talk to so many chefs and we do every day, both you and I, yep. and you know, it's really awful for them having to enforce this all the time. It's not their role. It's not their law, um, but they're trying to enforce it and they just want you to enjoy your food. They want you to have a good time, but they want you to do it safely. And they don't want you to take home an unwanted souvenir. That's what it is. Uh, the Rona? Yeah, the Rona. <laughs> Free Rona with your food, right? So, Louie, we just want to enjoy food with our friends. We want to keep being able to go out to restaurants, you know, take out and delivery, but also dine in if possible, if we can do it safely. And I feel like we can. But, you know, we've heard from so many of our friends, so many of our friends that are just getting so much heat from people totally unnecessarily. These are provided anyway. By yes. like some certain establishments. I mean, if you forgot what forgot um, yours at home, um, just ask your friendly server for a mask. I'm sure that they would be gracious enough to give you one. Yeah, and it's, don't be ridiculous. Like, obviously, you don't have to wear it while you're actually physically eating or taking a drink. You know, we see those people with the holes in their masks so they can like have a straw. You don't have yeah. to do that. It's literally. You know, you have to look at the place and you got to look at the city that you're in because it's different laws in each place. But they're mostly reasonable. They're wear them when you walk in the door, keep a safe distance, six feet away, social distancing. And then when you get to the table, you can take it off. Now, when you go to the bathroom and you move around the restaurant, then put it back on. It's super simple. So, Louie, with that, we're going to move on to one of the most important chefs right now in our time, Miss Tanya Holland of Brown Sugar Kitchen right now. Well, we are so honored today to be vibing with Miss Chef Tanya Holland out of Brown Sugar Kitchen in Oakland. We are so excited. Whose smile could light up any room. We love that smile. Oh, you're so sweet. How are you? 
I'm doing well, you know, considering everything that's going on, I'm still healthy. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to stay that way and um, just trying to pivot and figure out what's next for business. That's all we yeah. can do. Yeah, of course. Um, we're going to just jump right into this. Uh, we've both been in an emotional roller coaster the past few months. You know, we have been very inspired by a lot of people. And of course, a few people have disappointed us over the last couple of months. Yeah. Um, what are your biggest takeaways with recent things happening? Black Lives Matter, the pandemic, you know, all this stuff that kind of came and piled on all of us. Um, what are your big takeaways? Yeah, I feel like, um, you know, those of us who've had challenges and adversity in our lives, I think it's easier to just accept this as another hurdle to, um, you know, jump over. That's how I feel. It's like, you know, I know that this too shall pass. Like nothing is really forever. Um, Even like the success or the good times that you have in your career, it's like, you know, everything, life just, it just peaks and flows. So, um I just um, am accepting it and COVID has given, I've been working harder than ever, but I have less people around me. So that's been kind of nice to have a simpler engagement in the world. You know, I'm not doing events like I would have been doing. Um, I don't have customers. I have fewer employees. I would love to be open and in a thriving business, but it's given me a chance to really kind of reset and reevaluate the way I want my business um, to move forward and, you know, what my priorities are. Um, You know, I'm turning 55 next week and it's just like, it's a year and a time to really reflect and think about, you know, what's the remainder of my life going to look like, you know, not to be morbid or anything. It's not happening anytime soon, but you know, you have, you think about these things when you reach a a certain, um, uh, just an age that, you know, it's like a, a mark in your life. Right. I, I don't think it's like ever like really early enough to think about the legacy that you're going to leave behind. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so what are you, there's obviously, you know, some negativity out there, but what are you feeling good about from the Black Lives Matter movement and just things that you've noticed that maybe have inspired you? Yeah, I just been feeling really good and really hopeful about the new conversations and that people are listening. And, you know, a lot of the stuff that I've been talking about for decades, people are finally chiming in like, oh, yeah, you know, this happens. And I'm like, yeah, I've been telling you guys, you know, <laughs> for a while. Um, so, you know, that it's kind of frustrating. But at the same time, it's like, okay, finally, finally, it's, you know, it's giving me some hope that there is change afoot. Um, and I think the average diner and, you know, cook at home is appreciating our industry and what we contribute to this world in terms of economy, as well as opportunity and, and also entertainment for people. You know, this is the, this is the space we create the spaces they love to be in. And, um, we need certain support to do that. And I think people are, you know, other businesses that depend on us more than they thought they did are starting to understand that. So Louie and I are now one degree of separation away from the great Leah Chase because of oh. you. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. Of yeah. um, Doofy Chase and Nola. Yeah. Uh, so sorry that I we, didn't get to see her towards the end of her life. Um, but I w- had the pleasure of meeting her early in my career, and she just um, shared some in- incredible wisdom with me, words that I still you know, resonate in my mind. 
did you, did you at all think about her? Because, you know, the 1960s civil rights movement, and it's crazy that we have to say 1960s now, but the 1960s civil rights movement, she was such an integral part of the meetings and the gatherings of really important civil rights leaders like Martin Luther King. Yeah. Did you think about her at all or the conversation that you had that you got to have with her during months? That didn't come up in the conversation I had with her. It was all very career uh, focused. Um, but I often think of her just because, you know, she was just one of the few, uh, you know, black women that I'd ever seen, um, you know, running a business and that had longevity. And she just, you know, was so committed. But she was also committed to mentoring and to sharing her knowledge and experience. Um, but it's interesting, like, I, I mean, I don't know if she felt that way, but at that era, almost everybody was an activist, but I feel like an accidental activist. Like, it just never occurred to me or wasn't on my agenda to, you know, I mean, I've definitely hosted a lot of um, notable politicians, but also to get involved with local government uh, policy and advocacy through No Kid Hungry work. We have to ask you about the food because yes. Louie and I are huge fans of soul food. And you call your food, modern soul food. So what is, what does that mean to you? Modern soul food? Well, I feel like other people call it that more than I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, and it modern to me sounds like it's molecular gastronomy. Um, I would say contemporary is a better word, meaning it's soul food of today, meaning it's more sustainable, local and organic, which is a actually how it was probably originally um, sourced, you know, because of just the nature of the limited resources. Uh, but I think that you know, like a, a lot of cuisines, especially especially ethnic cuisines, um, they got a little bastardized, you know, during interpretation um, in the 70s and 80s, you know, and even 90s, and then just started to turn around um, in the 2000s where everybody got, got back to, let's actually taste the food, you know, the origin of the food and um, cook with care and also uh, provide an environment to eat it in that, you know, reflects that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's why I see it. You know, I'm not, I don't consider myself a culinary innovator. I, you know, maybe when I was younger, I had aspirations, but you know, now I'm just trying to sustain a business that feeds my community and others who travel here um, and create uh, to provide hospitality. That's really my number one, you know, goal. That is important, but you are underselling yourself because <laughs> you have innovated. You've created a space, you know, in a place where, you know, I grew up in the East Bay. So um, it, it means so much to be able to create that space where people feel safe and where people have something that's their own. You know, yeah. you, d you did yeah. that. Oh, part thank of that. you. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I, love, speaking, I love it here. Yeah. Speaking of that, um, you were talking, you said here. Why do you feel at home in Oakland? Primarily because the population is so diverse and diversity is really valued here. And, you know, on any given day in my restaurant, whether it's my staff or my clientele, I can look around and see so many different kinds of faces. And I'm just, I have always been interested in different cultures and interacting with people from different backgrounds and, you know, have studied languages and, um, 
I just think it's important to an enriched life. And, you know, I grew up in, you know, even still a world that like, you know, it was pockets of segregated populations, you know, black people here, white people there, Asian people there, Latino people there, you know, other immigrants, you know, and I, I just didn't want that for my world. So when I came to Oakland and saw that that was a value, I just felt right at home. Yeah, you're absolutely right about the diversity there. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Oakland, you got your own day on June 5th, 2012. Yeah. yeah. Uh, How amazing is that? How many chefs <laughs> can actually say yeah, that? Yeah, right? It's ama- I mean, I can't believe it. I, I couldn't believe it when it was happening. It's kind of surreal. <laughs> now, what, yeah. happens, what happens on Tanya Holland Day? Yeah. <laughs> Not much now, but uh, I, have a couple, <laughs> I have a couple friends who celebrate with me. Um, it's funny, the mayor who granted me that day came in for some takeout a couple of weeks ago, Mayor Kwan. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I remember like reading, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Bricktop Smith, but you should Google no. her. She had restaurants, well, I think she had a club in Paris. She was a cabaret performer in the 40s, uh, African-American woman who went over to Paris to live. And then she ended up in Boston. She was in New York for a bit, and she had a very integrated restaurant. And I remember reading her uh, biography, and she had her own day in Boston. I was like, wow, she had her own day. And, you know, I had heard about some other, and, but it just never occurred to me that that would happen to me. So it was pretty, it was pretty cool. Do you still wake up every year and go, dang, it's my day today? <laughs> Alert. Now, like I said, I have a couple of friends that remind me. Yeah. And then, you know, for social media purposes, we, uh, we milk it. Yeah. So yeah, is it like a second birthday or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, I think it is. I think it is now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So amazing. Yeah. Well, we're speaking about career highlights right now. And uh, that was one. This, we got to give you three here and you got to make a choice. There's three more. <laughs> okay. That's how amazing your career is. There us. are a million, obviously. Yeah. But so for us, these are big to us, especially because we're totally in love with Anthony Bourdain and everything that he stands for as a cultural ambassador. So meeting Anthony Bourdain, yeah. competing on Top Chef, or, and this one is crazy to me. Being a clue on Jeopardy, you may pick one. That was it. That was the one, clue (laughs) on Jeopardy. So I met Anthony before he was really, really huge. You know, I met him in 2001, I think it was, or 2002 at the James Beard Awards. And, you know, people knew him, but he was like not what he became. And, um, you know, Top Chef is like, I mean, they had been asking me to do that for years. I kept saying no. And it was just sort of like an opportunity to get a little PR, but it wasn't like, oh my God, this is my dream. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, the clue in Jeopardy, that was another surreal moment. And a a customer posted it and I was like, wait, what? Nobody told me. Nobody asked me. (laughs) Wow. I had no idea. What? There's no compensation? For being clue oh. on Jeopardy? <laughs> nope. Yes, no. None at all. None at all. Right. But That's another, I mean, crazy. another cool, can I tell you some more that were really as exciting? Um, Please. Be, being in the exhibit, uh, the, on the food uh, and culture exhibit at the National African American Museum, the Smithsonian, that was oh. pretty cool. That's wow. amazing. And, 
And then also, you know, in 2010, I was inducted into uh, the local chapter of Les Nambes Gauthier. And I, that's something I had yes. aspired to for a while. So that was pretty cool. You've, you've been around so many amazing chefs over the years and still now, I mean, I saw you, of course, in Dominique Crin. You took over her Instagram page, who's yeah. one of Louis's favorite of all time chefs. I just yeah, read her biography. Just oh, read her biography. It, is it really good? Super I, fresh. I, really haven't, super I haven't good. read it yet. Yeah. Really uh, super good. So what's kind of your highlight when it comes to that? Like, who's your most inspiring chef? Well, definitely, I'm. you know, meeting Julia Child in France was pretty amazing. Um, yes. And, Primarily because she was so gracious, and that is big for me. Um, you know, I don't care how much talent you have or how much I like your food, but if you can't be gracious, um, <laughs> then it's, you know, it's not of interest, you know. Um, other than that, I mean, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of, I've been at it for so long. A lot of, you know, the celebrities are my colleagues. So I don't, I don't feel that way about them, even though they might have more cele- celebrity than I do. But it's like <laughs> I was coming up at the same time as you, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, she's the biggest one. When I was younger, you know, uh, obviously I, I met other people that were, coming up. I mean, meeting Emerald was great. Again, he was very, very gracious. Leah uh, Leah Chase, also very gracious. Um, And so those were huge. Yeah, of course. Um, So we did just talk about this right before we came on. You are jumping into the podcast world with us. Yeah. So (laughs) tell us a little bit about Tanya's Table podcast. Yeah, so... um, And why you wanted to do it, because you already got a lot of stuff going on. I know it's interesting like I thought about it because people have been suggesting I do radio for a long time and I thought about it but I wasn't pursuing it it's the same thing that happened with me with the Food Network show I just like I thought gee that would be cool but you know I wasn't pursuing it and then a, a opportunity popped up and so my friend was working for this production company and suggested that they talk to me I've always loved conversation about food and culture and connecting with people and find that common denominator and, you know, showing that we have more in common than differences and talking to people of all different backgrounds. So not just chefs, not just food people. And, you know, I've had a lot of exposure to people, celebrities since opening the restaurant and other notables. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm just, um, it's more of a conversation. You know, I asked them some questions, but I like to see where it will go and we'll just riff and um, have a good time. Can you tell us some of the people coming up? I, um, I've already uh, spoken with Samin Nasrit. Ooh! Jesse Tyler Ferguson, actor, and um, Alice Waters. Ooh! Yeah. Another Bay one. Area person. <laughs> Guapole, who's another Bay Area um, R&B singer. Um, and yesterday I spoke with Questlove. And that was really oh, cool. yeah. I love Questlove. his audio book yeah. is amazing. Yeah, I gotta listen. Which of which which one was the um, title? I think it was Creative Quest. Yeah, oh, I did see the um, I saw that online. I'll have to listen to it. Okay, it's he's amazing, a, he's so interesting, multi talented. Yeah, very so talented. So it's part kind of like performance art, part audiobook. So yeah. Yeah. Nice. 
Wow. Um, okay. So Tanya, we're going to move on to our segment, Chef, Show, and Tell. Woo-hoo. My and tool. I know we caught you a little off guard, but that's okay Uh-oh. because you're a chef. You can do things on the fly. Uh, so tell us about what you got and what it does. You know, also for the lay person, you know, like what's going on? Why do you need it? Why do you like it? Well, this is a biscuit cutter and you can get them like you can get those cutter kits that have all different sizes. But this mm-hmm. one's really nice with the handle. Just makes yes. it easier. Take it, turn it and pull out the biscuit. And I mean, we sell hundreds of biscuits a week and they're all made by hand. They're all cut by hand. Wow. We sell buttermilk biscuits as well as our bacon cheddar scallion biscuits. And (gasps) so, you know, we keep this in a really safe place because we don't want, can't change the size of the biscuit. Don't want to lose a biscuit cutter. Um, And yeah, it just makes life easier. I should have somebody make me some little biscuit cutter earrings. Actually, it looks great. (laughs) Smaller smaller than these. Smaller scale. Yeah. Cool idea, right? That's the the next big, big thing. Chef jewelry. I have my wishbone on, Uh um, which has diamonds. And I say, like, if you sell enough chicken, eventually you find a diamond wishbone. What's the story behind your wishbone, Tanya? Well, you know, I actually, I got it to commemorate being inducted into Les Dames de Scoffier. So I just wanted to get, like, I had been looking for a new piece of jewelry for myself. I wanted a necklace that, you know, a nice piece of jewelry. I bought it myself. You know, I'm a grown woman. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, like 10 years, 10, 10 years ago. I love that. I'm a grown woman. I got it on my own. No, that's, that's a novel idea, jewelry. Because like most chefs would uh, commemorate their milestones with tattoos. Right. Yeah. Well, so I had, to buy, I had to buy a piece of jewelry that would not interfere with cooking, right? So now yes. I really need to bracelet. But guess what? I got my first tattoos this year. <gasps> oh! I know, and I didn't oh. post them. I was going to, and then it's like time went by. I got them in March, like just before COVID. Um, oh. I was thinking about it for a while and um, I had a friend who was in town and said, oh, I want to get a tattoo. I'm busy in California. I was like, you know, I have a, a neighbor who does that. Let's go see her. So I got on my forearms on this one tattooed in, in, in sort of a cursive writing, um, Grace, and mm-hmm. on this side, Ease. So that's just how I want to live my life moving forward with uh, Grace and Ease. That is bold of you to do that in your 50s. Cause like That's I'm in my wonderful. 40s and I'm like, oh, it's too late. It's too late. Yeah, it's were you? It's too late. It's never, it's never too late. late. Were you, were you, uh, were you uh, nervous well, your first session? A little bit, but you know, I'm not, I get acupuncture a lot and I've been getting allergy shots since I was five years old. So needles don't bother me. But I just, uh, I don't like the noise of the machine. Mm-hmm. Like oh, that, gotcha. I'm like, it's like a two my, thing. Yeah, I'm like, I got my first, my second, and my last. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Louis, let's move on to On the Fly. On the Fly. 60 seconds rapid fire questions with Chef Tanya Holland of Brown Sugar Kitchen. Louis, you got okay. your timer ready? Best way to eat Nutella. Uh, don't tell him I said this, but with a spoon. <laughs> That's my favorite way too. Quarantine comfort food. Uh, lasagna. Cat or dog person? Neither. Oh, so what's Any your pet? spirit animal then? A dolphin. Dream place uh, to travel and eat. 
I don't know, probably somewhere in Italy. Childhood food craving. Strawberry banana ice cream. Uh, best self-care move. Oh, God, spas. Most inspiring kitchen music. We mixed it up, but I got to say, I just love my girl Jill Scott, and she throws oh, in yeah. some, some lyrics here and there with some cornbread and some collard greens. I'm like, I know where she is. I know where she is. Awesome. Of course, you picked the one with soul food in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, the last thing we're going to ask you to do, Miss Tanya Holland, is to sell it. And you can sell it for whatever you want. You could sell it for Brown Sugar Kitchen. You could sell it for the cookbook. You could sell it for the world. Whatever you like. This is your time, my dear. Well, you know, I mean, uh, there's a lot. I, I hope everybody takes the time to listen to my podcast. I hope I'm as good as you guys. Um, <laughs> you know, awesome. when you're ever, whenever you're trying something new, you never know. Um, and I just want, you know, people to get back into restaurants safely when we can and come visit me at Brown Sugar Kitchen in Oakland. I will. We will. Yes. Yay. We're both from the Bay Area. I'll, I'll, I'll drag her. <laughs> yeah. We do need to visit our roots because we're both from the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. Let me know. Yes. Yes. We are going yes, to. Yes. We're going to come down and visit you. And of course, please go listen to Tanya's Table podcast. Of course, it's going to be awesome. I know you're going to be great. We're going to send you so many good vibes your way. Thank yes. you. Sending them right back to you. Tanya, thank you so much. This is a dream for us. My pleasure. All right. Take Stay care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Sharp Chefs in a Microphone. We love subscribers almost as much as we love food. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review. And check out Two Sharp Chefs. That's with a number two on Instagram and Facebook, as well as our WordPress blog. Email us with any questions and ideas at twosharpchefs at gmail.com. And Louie, we stream new episodes every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, Radio Public, and Stitcher. It's been a pleasure. We're 86th. Till next week.